Every day we take our lives into our own hands when we consume vitamins and supplements. By not knowing the right ones to take or when, we could be doing a disservice to our health, or even worse, could be endangering it. Welcome to your Daily Dose with Doreen Doucette. Now you have a resource to help you use supplements, vitamins, and natural health more safely and effectively. Here is your host, Doreen Doucette. Welcome back, everyone, to your Daily Dose. We're here in podcast form. I hope that everyone has been staying well and staying safely tucked in at home while, unfortunately, this global pandemic is continuing. Now, during my few weeks away, I did do social distancing at all times, and I enjoyed a great deal of time with my horses that I was so missing. When I began to consider topics of conversation for this podcast, I was scrolling through social media one morning and a live feed popped up from a well-known florist in Halifax. So with not much on my agenda for the day, I actually had time to sit and listen and I did exactly that. Neville McKay is a well-known florist in Halifax. He's the owner of the floral shop called My Mother's Bloomers. Neville started talking about some of the flowers that are blooming this time of year, and he focused in on a tulip. Now, he mentioned that many years ago, the tulip bulb was actually a source of food. I wonder how many of us, when we're looking at our tulips, thought that years ago they could have been food. We look at them for their beauty. So that's when I thought that with everything that's going on today, many of us are not working. Many of us have got to be self-isolating and some areas are actually on a complete lockdown. We do need to have a bit of a pick-me-up. It is springtime after all. Things are coming to life and we should be experiencing as much of this as possible. All the while, keeping in mind that we do have to keep ourselves as well as others around us safe. So let's try to get out into our backyard or take a walk outside and see the new forms of life that are actually emerging all around us. Experience some of the health benefits from these glorious flowers that are that are peeking up through the soil at this time of year. Let's take a look at a few of them and let's see if they may or may not be beneficial to use them for more than only their beauty. Let's start off with the chickweed. Chickweed is an annual plant that is actually not native to North America. It was actually brought over by European settlers and it quickly took root and and carpeted over the countrysides. Most of the time we're going to know it as just common chickweed, but many people will also call it winterweed, starweed, or chickenwort. Now, the common chickweed has an intertwined manner of growing and it usually covers large areas. Its flowers are very small, they're white, and they're star-shaped. All of the, the, the leaves, the stems, and the flowers are all edible, and you can either eat them raw or you can cook them and eat them. They're very rich in minerals. They're high in magnesium, calcium, potassium, and they do contain some iron. Actually, chickweed, if you look at its consistency, it has more vitamins and minerals per ounce than your spinach or kale does. So chickweed is growing in many, many areas. So we can just go out, it's free. You can pick it, you can process it, and you can have it, and it's going to help you get a lot of your vitamins and minerals right there. You can also use it for arthritis in a tea or tincture form. And this herb has has been used to relieve inflammation and pain of rheumatoid arthritis. 
You can also add a strong tea to a warm bath and you can soak in that to relieve pain, especially if you have the bulk of your pain in your knees and your feet. You can also use it for rashes and itchy skin. So people who suffer from very itchy rashes, you can use a poultice of the moistened crushed chickweed leaves and you can apply it right to the rash for some relief of the pain and the itching. Again, you can also add a strong chickweed tea to your bath water and you can soak in that for great relief. You can also use it in a salve and if you, if you mix chickweed into a salve, it's going to help relieve the pain and the tingling from nerve pain. Now, chickweed can also treat constipation. So if you're having it in a tea form, you need to be careful not to overdo it with, with the tea because it does have a strong purgative action. It's also an excellent detoxification agent and a blood purifier because it can actually draw poison out of the body. The way that you want to harvest this chickweed is you want to get it early in the morning or late in the evening and all you do is you snip off the upper branches of it. You can use them fresh or you can dry them and collect them or keep them in, in, uh, in containers for future use because they do stay um, they do stay good for a long period of time if they are dried. Now, before collecting a lot of chickweed, the main thing that you have to do is you have to be positive of what you're getting. Make sure that it is the actual chickweed, okay? Because chickweed does have a poisonous lookalike, and it's called scarlet pimpernel. So you don't want to be harvesting that, that's for sure. So if you do have any doubts, do some research first, get some pictures of the chickweed, take a picture outside with you and make sure that you are, are properly harvesting what it is that you need. Now, some people can be allergic to chickweed. Most of the time it's considered safe, but you do not want to use it if you are nursing or if you're pregnant and you want to talk to a healthcare professional if you, could, if you think that you could possibly be allergic to it. A couple of recipes that you could use uh, chickweed in is a decoction. And you should use fresh chickweed whenever possible to make this. This can be used as an internal wash and it's wonderful for any external wounds as well. So you're going to need about a cup of freshly picked chickweed leaves and about two cups of water. And you're gonna bring the water to a boil add the leaves and then you're going to reduce the heat and you're going to let it simmer for about 15 minutes. Once it's cooled, you can use it internally or externally. Now the internal dose is about one to two ounces, but again, make sure that you don't have any allergies to the chickweed and that it is going to be safe for you to use. You can make a poultice recipe from this. And you can use, um, this, is, this is very good to use on dry, irritated skin, um, any rashes, stings, cuts, burned skin, or small areas of eczema. So you want to go out and harvest your chickweed again. You want to, you want to get about two cups of packed, nice good cups of the chickweed. If you're not sure that it's pesticide free or there could be something that, that may be sprayed on it, make sure that you clean and, and wash it under warm water and then pat it dry. Use a mortar and pestle, which is going to be best to macerate the chickweed. Now, if you don't have a mortar and pestle, you can I'm sure you can find something else in your kitchen that is going to allow you to macerate the chickweed, okay? Um, you want to make it into a soft pulp-like consistency. 
Now, what you want to add to this is between one to two tablespoons of aloe vera. And if you have an aloe vera plant in your house, that's going to be your best use. Um, take off a leaf and get the aloe from that. And then you want to mix it very, very well. Apply the paste to the affected area and you can leave it on for about 20 minutes. If you want to cover it with a gauze, you can and change the gauze periodically. You can also make a poultice from equal parts of chickweed, ginger root, and raw honey. You want to blend this mixture to a smooth paste and apply it directly to a wound and the surrounding area. Now you can cover this poultice and replace it about every six hours. Um, that's going to be for, for detoxifying. You can also take chickweed powder or a tea to treat from the inside out. So this, the same protocol is going to work actually for the treatment of boils as well. You want to take both internal and external remedies for best results. Again, make sure that you're not allergic to a chickweed, okay? The next one that we should be looking at is the dandelions. Now, how many of us, when we were kids, we just couldn't wait to go out and, and grab that, that puff of dandelion once it went to seed and blow them off into the wind? We did that many, many times. Actually, the dandelion is, is more looked at as a weed now, and they can be found growing in sidewalk cracks and across roadsides and, and lawns. So many people are trying to get rid of the dandelion from their lawn, and, and you know these have so many health benefits. It's a shame that they're trying to eradicate them from their area. Dandelions are perennial plants, so they're going to come back every year, and they have roots that grow deep into the soil. You can see their yellow flowers that will begin to emerge in, in late April. And the leaves actually grow from the base of the plant in an elongated shape, and they have jagged edges. And that's what are said to resemble a lion's tooth. So that's where the plant's name actually came from. The entire plant is edible, and it's extremely nutritious. The young leaves are best for greens. Um, since they, they grow older, or as they grow older, they get more bitter with age. So the leaves can be eaten cooked, or they can be eaten raw. Now, dandelion root can actually be dried, or you can roast it, and some people use it as a coffee substitute. The roots can also be cooked and eaten, but they're bitter and they have a taste similar to a turnip. The dandelion flowers, they can be used as a salad garnish, or they can actually be battered and fried. The flour can also be boiled and just served with plain butter. The leaves and the roots actually make a pleasant, well, I say pleasant, but it's kind of a bitter tea. Um, it, it, it is on the bitter side. It's not one, of my, uh, not one of my favorite, and you don't really want to add any sweeteners or sugars to it because it's going to lessen the, the effect that it has. However... Many people um, take the flowers and they ferment the flowers and make a dandelion wine. Now your leaves and your roots are used for flavor in herbal beers and soft drinks as well. So the entire dandelion plant can also be used medicinally. The roots are very good for gastrointestinal tract and liver problems. And the leaves have a diuretic effect. So the plant makes a great general tonic that will actually benefit your entire body. It's extremely high in vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. 
Now, you have to remember that the increased use of antioxidants are not recommended during any cancer treatment. So if you are undergoing chemotherapy or radiation, make sure that your healthcare providers know that you are using um, dandelion if you are, and they may recommend you to stop during the treatments. Many people will use dandelion tea and tincture for internal use. Now, dandelion root is used also to aid digestion, and it actually benefits the kidneys, the gallbladder, and the liver because it stimulates bile production, and that helps with the digestion of fats. So it can actually be used to treat jaundice and raise your energy levels after you've had an infection. It'll actually help to remove toxins from the body, and it restores your electrolyte balance. Um, it, it, the, the vitamins and the antioxidants in the dandelion will actually help to protect your liver and to keep it healthy. The dandelion tea can be used to treat actual fatty liver disease. There's a liver tonic blend that you can, that you can purchase or you can have a health practitioner make for you. It's actually dandelion root and it has a milk milk thistle seed extract in it. Now, it is very good for cirrhosis and hepatitis, but make sure that it's mixed properly or made properly, and make sure you talk to a healthcare professional prior to using that. Fresh dandelion juice can actually be applied to the skin, and it will help uh, heal wounds, and it actually fights bacteria and fungi that would cause other infections. The dandelion sap, and sometimes it's called dandelion milk, which is very, very useful to treat itches, ringworm, um, warts, eczema. Um, You can apply the dandelion sap directly to your affected skin. And also a dandelion tea can be used as a wash on the skin to help healing. This sap or milk that I'm talking about is what actually um, is exuded from the leaf or the stem when you cut or break them. So as soon as you break that, you're going to see that there is a, it's like a, a liquid that's coming out and that's what we are referring to as the sap or the milk. And it's also useful in treating acne. What it does is it inhibits formation of acne blemishes and it reduces any scarring you may get. Now, Remember, some people are allergic to dandelion sap, so you have to watch for any signs at first use, okay? The dandelion also has several effects that are beneficial to people who have diabetes. The dandelion juice will actually stimulate production of insulin in the pancreas, and that helps to regulate blood sugar levels, and it can actually help prevent a dangerous blood sugar swing. So... Um, The plant is actually a natural diuretic, and it actually helps to remove the excess sugars from the body. It has the diuretic effect, which will help to eliminate toxins out of the kidneys, um, as well as from the urinary tract, so it actually acts as a disinfectant, so it inhibits any bacterial growth. Um, Dandelions are very high in vitamins and minerals and again in iron. So using dandelion and eating the greens will help keep your iron levels up quite high. It's also going to, it's, it's going to reduce how many of the supplements that you would have to take. So if you can go out and you can look for your chickweed and you can look for your dandelion and you can harvest them from nearby areas, 
And if you're able to eat them, they're, they're certainly going to help give your body much of what it needs. Dandelions also will boost your immune system. And isn't that something that we're all looking to do, especially in this pandemic? We want to make sure that our immune system is strong. Dandelions, because of the antioxidants, um, and they also contain essential fatty acids, and that helps to reduce any inflammation in your body. And remember, inflammation is actually the root cause of many of our diseases. Now, when you're going out to harvest the dandelion, you want to get them in the spring when they're young and they're less bitter, okay? You can dry them. Um, and again, once they're dried, you can save them for a long time and, and they will have medicinal uses. They grow in many, many areas. They grow in lawns, they grow in parks, they grow on sidewalks, on trails. Just make sure that you're careful where you harvest them because you don't want to have, you really don't want to have pesticides that have been sprayed on them. If you're going for roots and you would prefer to have the dandelion root, it's better if they are two years or older. So that way the, the roots are larger and they have more medicinal properties in them. Now, dandelion, they're generally considered safe, although some people could be allergic to it, so you have to be very careful. If you are allergic to plants um, that are basically from the same family, which could be ragweed, uh, marigold, daisy, chrysanthemum, any yarrow, if you're allergic to that, then you want to stay away from the dandelions. You want to make sure that you're not going to use the dandelions if you're pregnant or if you're nursing. And you really should not want to use dandelion if you're using any prescription medication or other herbs that are going to affect blood clotting, such as herbs can be your capsaicum, your garlic, your clove, turmeric. A lot of people are taking turmeric uh, right now, and that should not be used if you are going to be using uh, the dandelion as well. If you're using antibiotics such as Cipro, you do not want to combine that with any of the dandelion products. If you're on blood thinners or any medication that is going to treat or prevent any blood clots, do not combine that with dandelion. If you're using diuretics or any type of water pills, again, not combining them with dandelion products. If you are using heart or blood pressure medication or any sedative such as Valium, you do not want to be combining that with any dandelion product. So be very careful there. Now that's not a complete list. And there's also um, a lot of over-the-counter medications that dandelion is going to contraindicate. So check first to make sure that you are going to be safe in using the dandelion. A couple of recipes um, that I've tried that I like. One of them is a tea. So you want to take about teaspoon, two teaspoons of your dandelion root. And you can either have that roasted or you can have it dry. You want to cut it up into small pieces. And you want to take a cup of boiling water. Now you put your pieces into your cup. You pour your boiling water over either the roasted or the dried dandelion roots and allow it to steep for about 15 to 20 minutes and then strain it and drink the tea. Now again, as I've already stated, 
don't add any sweeteners because they reduce the effectiveness of the of the herbs potency. Um, you can add a little bit of milk if you want, and you can have up to three, up to about three cups a day, and that's a general medicinal use if you are safe to be able to use the dandelion. I found a, a juice recipe online that I liked, and this is really good to boost the immune system, and it's also really good for a liver tonic. So you want one bundle of dandelion that you're going to be able to get about six ounces of juice from. You're going to take a, about a one-inch piece of ginger root, one whole lemon that's unpeeled, you want a half of a large pineapple that is peeled that's going to give you about 10 ounces of juice. And you want one Granny Smith apple. Put all of these items through your juicer. Remember a juicer, not a blender, because if you put it all in a blender, you're going to get just a, a thick paste. You want to put it all through a juicer so that you're getting the juice from these. Stir it well and serve it with a pineapple wedge. And you really will enjoy that. I'm going to take a break right at this time, and when we come back, we are going to look at the plantain. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit Doreen's website at dmurphydoucette.com and click the radio tab to purchase your supplement and dosha questionnaire. It will allow you to know your body dosha and what supplements, vitamins, and minerals your body requires at any given time. You'll receive a report by email that gives you all of the required information. You'll learn which foods give you your required supplements, and you have the option to purchase your report in printed book form and have it mailed directly to you. Visit dmurphydoucette.com today. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to your daily dose. If you have a question for Doreen Doucette or her guest today, feel free to send an email to Dose at gmail.com. Now, back to your daily dose. So now let's look at plantain, which again is a small perennial. It's often referred to as a weed. And again, we're trying to get rid of so many of the weeds off of our lawns. We want our lawns to just be beautiful green grass. Um, the plantain can be found growing wild in most gardens, lawns, backyards. They can, you can find them along pathways. Um, you can even find them in some driveways. The leaves um, are very distinctive and they have a, a very ruffled texture. They're oval to, to close to round and they have a very chunky footstock. Now the leaves are going to grow in a rosette form at the base of the plant. Plantain will also produce many tiny bitter tasting seeds. And the leaves and the seeds are all edible and you can enjoy them in salads, especially when they're young because they're more tender. 
as they age, they will get quite tough. Um, but you can still use them and you can cook them to, to, to have for use in soups and stews. The seeds, well, they, ca they can be ground into a flour substitute, but because they're so tiny, you're going to take a lot of time and energy if you want to put them into a flour substitute. The plantain herb um, has so many medicinal qualities. It has an anti-inflammatory, it's an analgesic, it's an antioxidant. It, it can actually soothe and protect irritated or inflamed internal tissue. It's a diuretic, it's an expectorant, um, it actually enhances your body's immune response again, and it's actually a weak antibiotic. It's extremely good for healing wounds, for healing sores, for use on insect bites and rashes. And you can actually make a poultice from the crushed plantain leaves. Um, it's very good to promote healing in small wounds, um, some sores and some insect bites or stings. It will actually help to ward off an infection and it can help to stop any bleeding if that's present. It can reduce the inflammation and it'll actually take away the sting of a bite or the itch. And what you can do is you can make a poultice, like even if you're out, even if you're out on a walk and you have a bee sting or you get uh, scratches or something, you can, you can make a, a poultice because all you have to do is pick the plantain leaf, put it in your mouth, chew it up a little bit, remove it from your mouth and put it directly wherever you have been bitten. This is actually going to have a drying effect and it can remove the venom or a stinger if it's there. So when you're out for a walk, you've just gotten bitten or you've just gotten stung, grab a plantain leaf. They're easy to find. Chew it up and apply it um, for almost immediate relief. If you have a wound that is infected and you can combine plantain with yarrow, because yarrow is actually an antibiotic, um, you can make a poultice with that and apply it directly to the affected area. You can cover it with a gauze wrapping to hold it in place, but you need to change the poultice as needed. Um, it's very good for respiratory tract infections um, and ulcers, so you can use the juice from the plantain leaves for a calming um, effect of inflammation on mucous membranes, and that's also going to include like respiratory, digestive, and urinary tracts. You can also use it for autoimmune diseases or leaky gut. Try drinking plantain tea twice daily. Now the benefits actually gradually build up over time and it provides healing to the inside of your gut. So if you have leaky gut syndrome, just add some fresh leaves to your salads, um, drink it juiced or have it as some tea daily. Also, some people have used um, the direct application of plantain on toothaches or any dental infection, and it is very effective in relieving swelling and pain. Now, back in the day, some of our mums would get the plantain. They'd either use the direct plantain or they would combine it with or use clove oil. Now, these days, with the popularity of essential oils, many people would use the clove essential oil, either, either neat, or they would mix it with the plantain. However, 
The clove essential oil is highly dangerous and it does have several contraindications. And this um, is from our friend Jane Lawson, who uh, I've spoken with on several occasions. So the clove essential oil is, is embryotoxic. It shouldn't be used by pregnant women or those who are breastfeeding. It is a skin and mucous membrane irritant. It should not be used on hypersensitive, damaged, or diseased skin. And it should not be used on children as it could cause a respiratory reaction. It should not be used by people on blood thinning agents. So again, the same as your dandelion, and we talked about the blood thinning drugs, you want to be extremely careful. If you're going to use clove essential oil, hopefully you're not, just use the plantain, but you want to be very, very careful um, about combining the clove oil with any blood thinning medications. Just use your plantain alone on the mucous membranes, the gums, or the teeth area. You're going to see huge amounts of benefits. You can also use it for sore throats and swelling of the gums, and you can add a tablespoon of the plantain juice to about half a cup of water, and you can use this as a gargle. So when you have a sore throat, mix it up and start gargling with it because it's going to reduce the inflammation in the tissue. It's also used for constipation. Now, plantain seeds are excellent at relieving constipation um, because they have a lot of fiber in them. So to relieve constipation, you can drink one cup of plantain seed infusion, but be sure to consume the liquid and seeds for the full laxative effect. Be sure that you know that you need this and that you can have this and you're not going to have any adverse effects of this as well. Okay. So one of the recipes is you can take a teaspoon of the plantain seeds, a cup of boiling water. Again, put your boiling water over the seeds, allow it to steep, and then you want to drink it. Another one is that you can use a teaspoon of the plantain leaves. Um, if you're going to use dried, it's going to be a teaspoon. You want, you want at least a couple teaspoons um, of the fresh plantain leaves into a cup of boiling water. Let it steep for about 10 minutes and then strain out the leaves and drink it. And you're going to see wonderful effects from this. So for now, this actually wraps up our time for today. What I'd like you to do is get outside, enjoy the fresh air. Look around for the three that we've talked about today. Look around for your chickweed, for your dandelion, as well as the plantain. Make sure that you are safe to try any of these recipes. Make sure that you're not combining them with other medications. And see the benefits that you can reap from these. They're going to help you get many of your vitamins and your minerals in a natural form so that you're not going to have to rush into the store and spend a lot of money that we probably aren't making right now because a lot of us aren't working on your supplements. So get outside, enjoy, get a little bit of a pick-me-up. Look for the healthful plants and the flowers that are growing in your area. Until next time, stay well and stay safe.
Thank you for joining us for your daily dose. Be sure to tune in again next week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition with your host, Doreen Doucette. We'll see you then.